We're always trying new things here at 19.9, and one of the things I wanted to highlight was the Chucker Stories page. And there's some other contributors like Ian Stonebrook who have the written word on the 19.9 website. So if you go to the 19.9 website under the Stories tab, you'll get these deep insights into some of the collections that 19.9's dropping and just a different perspective on it. And what I wanted to do here is just have the chucker jump on or maybe some of the other contributors jump on and talk a little bit about the the stories they've contributed there uh, expand on them a little bit and maybe go in some different directions just getting the back and forth so hope you enjoy and we'll we'll try to do these uh, more often if we get uh, some good feedback on them We've got a special guest uh, coming on the podcast this evening. It's our resident historian, The Chucker. He's also a co-host and writes for the website. And I wanted to specifically call out uh, his DePaul article that's going to drop on the website. You can go check it out there under the Stories tab. He talked about uh, a famous coach who shares my last name, Ray Meyer. So what, uh, what led you to that besides your geolocation there in Chicago? Well, not only that, it just goes well with the uh, great launch of 1990 DePaul gear that's coming up here on February 11th. So, um, you know, I think we always like to tie story to product, and it just gives us a, a richer kind of sense of kind of what everything is and allows us to celebrate basketball history. So I think, you know, we talk here about Ray Meyer, who is the kind of monumental figure in DePaul hoops, and He's a guy who took over the program um, in the, around the time of the World War II and guided it for the next 40-some seasons and really led DePaul to new heights and, and really not only just a basketball program, but really kind of raised the profile of the university. For those who don't know, DePaul is the largest Catholic university in the world, and wow. I think a part of its marketing ability is really tied to the basketball team and the success they had under Ray Meyer. Yeah, these coaches uh, that come along like this that seem to span the entire almost the entire history of like basketball. You know that you you go right in here, start kind of with the el- talking about the elevated train in Chicago, which as a, a person who traveled to Chicago all the time is kind of uh, iconic there. But he then uh, brings in a, a big man who is the the forebear of sort of the evolution of, of basketball. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. I mean, Ray Meyer starts at DePaul in 1942, and not long after he arrives there, on a one-year contract, mind you. Yeah, I love that. I love that. On a one-year contract. um, Because he wasn't sure if he'd like the job. He was an assistant coach (laughs) in Notre Dame. Um, He's a Chicago-born and bred guy, um, but he had played at Notre Dame, so he's assistant coach there. DePaul offers him the job. He's not sure if he's going to like being the head coach at DePaul, which at that time is you know not even on the national radar, certainly. Um, but anyway, he comes not long after he arrives in 1942. This like monstrous freshman shows up named George Mikan, who's a <laughs> Chicago kid, and he's six ten and never played high school basketball. Wow. And jo- and and Ray Meyer turns him into this like under his tutelage. George Mikan um, leads DePaul to the Final Four and then becomes one of the game's greats. Um, and it's so fascinating because with Mike and you, you go back to now, like now in basketball, we see six ten, six eleven, seven footer guys, like all over the court. Like now they're like stretch fives. <laughs> uh, but when Mike and played, he was legitimately called a freak show everywhere he went because being tall was not like an attractive quality, even for basketball players. So you'd see a lot of tall guys like hunched down and try to make themselves shorter. But Meyer really encouraged Mike into kind of uh, be proud of that height and to use it as a dominating force. And he was on both sides of the court and 
arguably, I mean, he's literally the first star in the NBA after he leaves DePaul and goes to the NBA, leads the Lakers to a bunch of titles. I mean, he's really the first NBA star. And so, but that all happens because, you know, Ray Meyer sees Mike in and turns him into one of the game's greats. Yeah, that changed the rules around Mike. And he's, he's so big that they had to widen the lane to, to what it is today. You know, it's just, it's just wild how yeah. much he influenced the game. You know, you had that detail in there that his first contract was only $2,500. So you, you might understand why, why he wanted to take just a one-year deal on that. But it didn't stay well, that I mean, way. He insisted on a yeah, one-year on $2,500 yeah. contract. Right. I mean, I mean, now that's like a shoe budget for the year for a coach. <laughs> no doubt, no <laughs> like, doubt. That's I mean, a cheap NIL wild, deal. Man, but, oh, God, it's, it's probably an NIL deal for a walk-on. Right, right. <laughs> these days. But, so, yeah, pretty wild. But, you know, it's just, it's just crazy to think. I mean, you think about 1942, he arrives there. They're playing in like an old auditorium that's been converted into a gym. They, they call it the barn. And, I mean – he just transforms that place um, has all these winning seasons uh, again, has an early final four run in the 1940s, but then all these successful seasons obviously culminates in 1979 when he leads that DePaul program to the final four led by Mark Aguirre. Um, and it just, you know, DePaul is just that, that transforms not only the basketball program, but the university and, and Ray Meyer is the point person for that. Yeah, he built that really into a, a, a national brand. I think that's what, you know, if you hear DePaul still, even though they haven't been good now again for a long time, it, it still rings out with, you know, is associated with basketball. Yeah, you know, it's I'm 40, I'm 41 years old, but for guys of my age, and certainly those who are 10, 20 years older than me, who grew up in Chicago loving basketball, DePaul is the team in Chicago. Mm. And it, it's, it's been a little disappointing that they, they've been tough to rally around really for the last 20 years. They haven't had any sustained success. You'll have it here and there, little peaks and val- little peaks, but for the most part, there's no sustained success really since the 1990s and early 1990s. Um, you had a little run in the two, right around the late nineties uh, with Quinn Richardson and Bobby Simmons and DePaul could, it just captures the city. You know, I mean, we want to root for, uh, I think basketball greatness. And we had that in DePaul when Meyer was there, Ray Meyer was on the sidelines. Um, and keep in mind that before, you know, Michael Jordan shows up in Chicago in 1980, 1984, but before he arrives, basketball in Chicago is DePaul. It's not the Chicago Bulls. That's a great, it's note. DePaul. So yeah, they, they're, they're playing at the old, the Rosemont horizon, right? They eventually moved into that, that stadium that seats like 18,000, something like that people. Yeah. And, and that stadium is, is built in large part with DePaul in mind as the anchor tenant. You know, I mean, it hosts it, it hosts tons of concerts and, you know, monster truck rallies, <laughs> circuses and monster truck battles and stuff. But DePaul is kind of the headline act there, mm. um, you know, in terms of a, a regular tenant. And, you know, now they, DePaul plays in a new stadium, the Wintrust Arena, that's kind of near McCormick Place. For those who might be familiar with Chicago, it's right south of basically downtown. It's about a 25-minute L ride from campus, um, straight south of campus, basically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they filled the horizon, now All-State Arena, but they filled that for years and years and years that was the place to go see basketball in chicago until mj took it all yeah. took chicago by storm but 
Well, the great thing about hardwood history is that you can relive the the good times and look good doing it. So <laughs> I've, I've been appreciating that as a, as an IU fan at, at, uh, at times this year, that the, the gear looks good, no matter uh, what my face says about the game the night before. Yeah. Yeah. No question, man. And you know, there's all these, like, I, you know, the one thing I love about doing so much of this work for 199 and kind of digging into these stories is you unearth all these like little nuggets, you know, like the one year contract that Meyer signed something I knew before I did this hmm. was Ray Meyer was the point guard on a national championship high school team in high school. Wow. Um, you know, um, and so you hear these like, you know, really, I mean, again, I knew that, but then that's just a great little nugget, you know? Um, and then you find all these other like little nuggets out. Like he never, Ray Meyer never went on a, a recruiting trip out of Illinois until he was in the advanced stages of his oh, career. He was that. Like in the yeah, 60s. that was great. Like 69. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think that you have that run of success and you never, um, you never recruit, you never go on a recruiting trip. Now you're, you're getting talent from outside of Illinois. Um, but you never go on a recruiting trip outside of Illinois, uh, until much later on. So it's, it's just wild to think how much the game has changed and, um, but how a guy like Ray Meyer, um, the one thing I love that, and then people who read the piece on the story section, of the 199 tab will see this is he has this quote where he says, go ahead, find me a guy, you know, who came to DePaul and didn't develop. We developed them all. And he's pretty right. I mean, Mark Aguirre was a star before. I mean, he was kind of a, a local legend, local hoops legend as a prep star at Westinghouse High School. But, I mean, he became something completely different. He was kind of a, one of the first freshman phenoms because um, he, he leads DePaul to the national or to the final four um, as a freshman in 1979. So, um, but all these guys, Mike and being the first to Aguirre, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty wild. So, and that's Ray Meyer. That's the power of Ray Meyer, who was, I think a great coach. Um, you know, I think again, guys who of my age, certainly a little bit older group of Chicago, they remember his basketball camp. Uh, it was in Northern Wisconsin. Like that's where you wanted to go to like learn the game. That's those like on everyone's to-do list. If you were a high, if you were, you know, aspiring basketball player, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, um, that camp was pretty legendary. So, well, I, I loved, I love the stories and I just, it, it was so exciting to just re relive that kind of the, the hazy memories I had and kind of bring them into uh, the focus that you brought to this. So appreciate the, the other interviews you've done lately with, uh, the Hoosiers, Brad Long and, uh, Tipton and Vahe Gregorian. I was actually just listening to one that, that will come out, uh, about the ACC and his, some of his stories were absolutely fantastic. I think that's one of the best ones you've ever done. So yeah, that's just, David Teal, longtime Teal. reporter in the mid Atlantic and, uh, talks. He's kind of known a little bit uno- as the unofficial commissioner of the ACC really tapped into that market. Uh, we got some other cool stuff coming I up. Know. So I know we got uh, Jeff Fryer from Loyola Marymount. He'll be coming up on the podcast. He was a teammate of Bo Kimball and uh, Hank Gathers on that memorable 1990s Loyola Marymount team. Um, and then we got, I think, a really awesome one, Mark Vershaw, who was a leading scorer on Wisconsin's uh, Final Four team in 2000. Really one of my favorite podcasts, I think, interviews I've ever done. Mark was extremely engaging, told great stories, man. We got some great stuff coming up here in the 1990. <laughs> no doubt. Well, I appreciate all the hard work, and we'll check in again soon. All right. Thanks, Aaron. All right.